Peace, power, and prosperity, family. How we doing out there? How we doing out there? Y'all already know what time it is. The Bitcoin block bully coming to you once again with an early rising crypto update. How we doing out there? Bit Patreon family, New Money Matrix podcast. Um, today's update, we're gonna be going over a couple of announcements. Some I may have gone over previously, some you may not have heard um yet, as they pertain to the Bancor platform. Now one thing we got to realize is that when I bring news to the platforms, this is for anyone in the world. So some platforms that I cover may be off limits to individuals within certain jurisdictions. And it's up to each individual to check to see if they are disqualified or um, constricted from using those certain platforms. Usually when you go to a certain website, it'll tell you. You know, um, you know, you're not allowed to operate if you are under these certain terms, yada, yada, yada. So it's up to you to read those and make sure that you're not. So um, just moving right along. This is what are we on? We are actually on the uh, Bancor Network uh, support page, just showing the announcements that they've had over the uh, last couple of weeks. Uh, the following document addresses frequently asked questions about the BNT liquidity pool airdrop, which is the airdrop. I covered that a while ago where they're going to be airdropping Ethereum, the BNT, BNT uh, token upgrades, and the Bancor stable token, which I don't think I've spoken on yet, though I'm going to allow this to be the introduction to that. So number one, the BNT liquidity pool airdrop. What will be the amount of BNT liquidity pool airdrop? The Ethereum reserve of BNT will be airdropped on all users holding BNT on the Ethereum and EOS blockchains. In its current form, BNT holds a reserve of Ethereum that is equal at all times 10% of the BNT market cap. The value of the airdrop reserve will therefore be equal to 10% of the market cap of BNT at the time of the airdrop. BNT holders will receive the airdrop in proportion to their BNT holdings. For example, if someone holds 1% of the BNT supply, they will be entitled to 1% of the BNT Ethereum reserve at the time of the airdrop. Real simple. A snapshot of BNT holders will occur prior to the airdrop. Now, the period of time in which the BNT holder snapshot will occur will be announced soon. Um, what do I need to do in order to receive the BNT liquidity pool airdrop? Users who hold BNT in a non-custodial wallet do not need to take any action in order to receive the airdrop in their wallets, except to hold BNT. Users who use centralized exchanges such as Binance will need to move their BNT tokens into a non-custodial wallet. Every BNT holder, whether they are holding BNT on Ethereum of EOS, will receive the airdrops. Holders of BNT will receive their portion of the BNT Ethereum reserve in proportion to their BNT holdings. So, what exactly will I be receiving in my wallet as a result of the BNT liquidity pool airdrop? As a holder of BNT on Ethereum or EOS, recipients of the BNT liquidity pool airdrop will receive in their wallets a token representing their proportional stake in the new BNT ETH relay based on the percentage of total BNT supply they hold at the time of the BNT holder snapshot. So each time the BNT Ethereum relay processes a token conversion, a liquidity provider fee will be generated and deposited back into the BNT Ethereum relay. Holders 
of this BNT Ethereum relay token can withdraw their proportional share of liquidity from the relay at any time by selling their BNT, Ethe uh, BNT Ethereum relay tokens. The BNT Ethereum relay token will be convertible for any ERC20 or EOS token in the Bancor network, including but not limited to Ethereum, EOS, Basic Attention Token, DAI, and a lot more on the Bancor network. Using any third-party wallet, such as MetaMask, Scatter, or using the native Bancor wallet. The token will also be convertible for other relay tokens into the Bancor network, allowing users to act as liquidity providers to other relays in the network more info um, in the network, excuse me, more info about relay tokens. The airdrop token will also be convertible. Wait, what? Allow, allowing users, the token will be convertible for other relay tokens in the Bancor network, allowing users to act as liquidity providers to other relay networks in the network. Okay. Um, the airdrop token will also be convertible using any liquidity portals built atop the Bancor protocol, such as Bancor.CoTrader.com, which you may want to check out, and also via secondary markets that emerge for the token on external exchanges. Will there be more details about the mechanics and timeline of the BNT liquidity pool airdrop? Yes. More details, including dates, will soon be released to the community in upcoming announcements. 2. BNT token upgrades. Following the BNT token upgrade, will BNT still hold a reserve of Ethereum? No. BNT will no longer hold a reserve of Ethereum. You will no longer be able to mint new BNT by sending ETH to the BNT smart contract. Up until now, BNT was a liquid token, with the reserve of Ethereum equal to 10% of BNT's market cap at any given time. Following the plan upgrade to BNT, BNT on Ethereum will be upgraded to a regular ERC20 token with fixed supply. Since BNT will no longer hold a reserve of Ethereum, the BNT price will be less correlated to the price of ETH. The upgraded BNT token will be deposited in a liquidity pool on Ethereum along with an equal value of ETH, creating the new BNT ETH liquidity pool or the BNT Ethereum relay. The new BNT Ethereum relay will be functionally identical to the current BNT EOS relay on the EOS blockchain, which holds an equal value of BNT and EOS. After the BNT upgrade, all other relays on the Bancor network will continue to hold BNT or a stable version of BNT in reserve along with the re relevant base token. For example, DAI BNT DBAT BNT, um, BNT IQ, BNT ESDT. And you can, uh, they got a link for a full list of relay tokens that are live on the Bancor uh, network. Um, now, BNT is being upgraded to an inflationary model. What does this mean? After the BNT liquidity pool airdrop, BNT will be upgraded to an inflationary token with a default setting of 0%. Soon after, BNT holders will gain the ability to vote on the rate of inflation and its recipients. If BNT holders vote to increase the rate of inflation, inflation will be applied by issuing new BNT, similar to how large cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and EOS supply inflation. And just as ETH inflation goes to paying miners and EOS inflation pays block producers, BNT inflation could be used to fund strategic liquidity pools, oracles, and developers as voted on by the BNT holders. Now, this voting is going on by the anonymous individuals that hold BNT tokens. It's a governance system built for the individual, the entities, the people. 
the persons. Um, and I use that term, you know, loosely and legally. On which, uh, okay, on which blockchain will BNT governance occur and how will voting work? Every BNT holder, whether they are holding BNT on Ethereum of EOS, on Ethereum or EOS, excuse me, will be able to participate in governance. Specifics on voting mechanisms will be released in coming announcements. Now, number three, the Bancor Stable Token, USDB. USDB was created by the PEG Network, which received a grant from Bancor Foundation to build a stable version of BNT. And they got um, more you can read on the PEG's announcement and check out the open source code on GitHub. Now, how could USDB reduce market exposure for liquidity providers? Up until now, creators of the liquidity pools on Bancor, i.e. those who add tokens to the Bancor network, have needed to deposit an equal amount, an equal value of the token they're providing liquidity to and BNT. So in order to initiate the pool, for instance, the BAT liquidity pool, BAT BNT was created with an equal value of BAT and BNT. As a result, Creators of the new liquidity pools and those who contribute liquidity to existing pools are exposed to the volatility of both the pools underlying tokens. Meaning, check it out. Let's say you want to put, you want to add liquidity to this asset, but the asset that must be paired or um, equal to that asset's holdings that you want to add liquidity to, they're both losing value. You understand what I mean? So by you adding liquidity, you may be gaining whatever fees or um, income that may be coming from you adding that liquidity, whatever the contract may hold. At the same time, the dollar value of those assets are dropping or whatever the value um, as it correlates to wherever you're at is dropping against those assets. It's not a good thing. So what they're doing Liquidity pools created with USDB would allow liquidity providers to add liquidity without speculating on both tokens in the pool. Meaning, a stable derivative of BNT opens the door to greater optionality for liquidity providers who are able to contribute work on Bancor and generate fees for conversions without direct exposure to BNT. Meaning that now you can, instead of having an asset that could fluctuate in price, you now can hold a stable amount of this asset and then put that X amount or equal amount of asset at that time into the other um, pool for the liquidity, uh, for the use of and liquidity. So USDB versus BNT. You understand? So does Bancor have plans to make USDB the primary network token instead of BNT? While USDB is still in early testing, it could potentially become an alternative network token in the Bancor network. Theoretically, BNT-based and USD-based liquidity pools would be interoperable with one another. Liquidity providers would have the choice to, to create or contribute to liquidity pools using BNT or using USDB as the network token. What is the relationship between USDB and BNT? BNT is needed collateralize an issue is needed to collateralize an issue USDB. So in other words, as liquidity providers connect to Bancor through BUSD relays, more BNT will, be, will need to be brought and staked as collateral in order to print the BUSD needed for such liquidity pools. Now, why did PEG change the name of the stable version of BNT from BUSD to USDB? And I can already tell you that there's too many BUSDs out there, such as the Binance, Stablecoin. Um, due to there already being more than two other ERC-20 tokens with the name BUSD, 
Peg changed the name of the stable version to BNT from BUSD to USDB to reduce user confusion. So, family, that is the update um, on what Bancor has been up to over the last couple of weeks, months, um, and working with other platforms and, you know, just working on their own platform and trying to bring that stability to the, to the space that's needed in order to further the advancement not only of themselves but of those that choose to support them by adding and wanting to add their own digital assets to liquidity pools for others to utilize in their trading. So... I hope that this video or this podcast was helpful to those out there that are um, will be listening in or will be watching this. Until the next video, until the next podcast, it's the Bitcoin Block Willie. Peace, power, and prosperity, family. I'm out of here.